This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com I'm Katie Couric, and welcome to Next Question. So I'm back in the city for a few days and away from my usual recording setup, so I apologize if I sound a little bit like I'm underwater. But I just had such a fascinating conversation with Steve Schmidt, and I wanted to get this episode out into the world as quickly as possible. You probably have heard of Steve before. He's a longtime Republican strategist, and he was the campaign manager for John McCain's 2008 presidential bid. In other words, he's a real Republican's Republican. But two years ago, he quit the GOP. And now, as co-founder of the Lincoln Project, he's channeled all of his energy into defeating President Trump. We talked about what led him to renounce the party he's been loyal to for 30 years, what to expect during this final sprint to election day, and how he thinks Trumpism will impact our political system for many years to come. You renounced your membership in the Republican Party in 2018, and you have said you are going to vote for Joe Biden. 100%, absolutely. What was it that made you say, I don't want to be a Republican anymore? Well, the Republican Party by 2018, in my view, had become fully the party of Trump and Trumpism. And I think that we know more today than we did even in 2018. The straw that broke the camel's back for me were the children detention and family breakup policies at the, at the southern border. And I just think they were appalling. They um, were immoral policies. They harken back to the worst abuses in our country's history, the separation of families at the slave auction blocks, separation of Indian children from their families in the latter 19th century. And that did it for me. What we see now, though, right, is Trumpism fully formed, rooted. It's an ideology. It has meaning. And the Republican Party's platform, and this is important because it's the third oldest political party in the world. It, 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 it formed in 1854. Republican Party of 2020 exists fully as an instrument for Donald Trump. It's a cult of personality. The evidence of that is the platform. What the platform requires is obedience to Donald Trump and loyalty to Donald Trump. That's the full meaning of republicanism now. And that Trumpist ideology is one that is illiberal, anti-democratic, bad for the country, and the party that is the vessel for it, that has been the handmaidens to the catastrophe that's befallen this country, it's the Republican Party. 
you started something called the Lincoln Project. What is the goal of the Lincoln Project, Steve? It's to defeat Trump and Trumpism. Plain and simple as that. Plain and simple as that. Um, when, when you look at the Republican convention, there were three features to it. There was breathtaking lying of the type that you see in no healthy democracy anywhere in the world, one, but was unprecedented in the political history of the country. From the, from the gavel coming down, right, to begin it, to the gavel coming down to end it. You saw utter lawlessness, right? flat out breaking and violating of dozens of federal laws that have to do with preventing the use of taxpayer dollars for partisan causes, the use of federal property. And then lastly, and, and really ominously, you saw the seizure of important symbols of the American Republic, of the, of the state. You saw Trump take those symbols, the White House, for instance, turn it into a partisan totem and an expression of his authority. So what does that all mean? Well, it means, in essence, that he's saying, I am the truth, I am the law, and I am the state. No, thank you. And that ideology, he knew how deadly this virus was. He knew it. The Republican senators knew that he knew. He lied to the country hundreds of times, downplayed this. It's the biggest, greatest, deadliest lie in the history of the United States. That's the moment we're in. And it has decimated the economy, broken a million dreams, and has fundamentally ended the American way of life. There are many people who follow me on social media, and they will say, Steve Schmidt is biased. They describe the media as communicating fake news. If that, in fact, is the case and true, why does President Trump enjoy so much support still? I think that there's two issues, and I think people get confused on them, right? There's a, there's a political question, and there's a sociological question. And so let's start with the political question. The, the political question is, is that where you look right now in this, where this race is, Joe Biden has a bigger lead than Obama did, has a bigger lead than Bush did, has a bigger lead than Bill Clinton did. He is a commanding lead. The majority of this country rejects Trump and Trumpism and wants him gone. You look at the swing states right now, Biden is in a strong position. Donald Trump is losing the race. The, the second issue is a sociological question. And, and at least a third of the country is in thrall to a cult of personality. And so for 30% for of the country, the millions of people who ascribe to QAnon, who are poisoned by social media, by disinformation that's both organic and state-sponsored, um, by a president who's lied 25,000 times and has let loose hundreds of conspiracy theories, you have a billion-dollar anger industry through extreme media in this country. And, and all of it accounts for a number that's way too big in a healthy democracy that hasn't just surrendered their agency to a political leader, but have opted out of reality in some fundamental ways. And, and the truth is, there is such thing as objective truth and fact. And the wholesale rejection of it is authoritarianish. You don't see that in democratic societies, and it should make everybody understand the degree to which the system is blinking yellow to red because of it. Let's get a little more granular, Steve. 538 has Joe Biden up seven to eight points in national polls, also up in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina. 
President Trump appears to be closing the gap in Florida. So is it all going to get down to, as our late friend Tim Russert said in 2000, Florida, Florida, Florida? I think Florida is, is incredibly important for a couple of reasons. Um, first, Trump's made clear in a way that is completely alien to every other president, right? Like democracy requires someone being willing to lose, being willing to say, we hear the voters, get you next time. Trump, Trump has inferred time and time again that unless he wins, the election is illegitimate. And there are a thousand bad things that I can think of off the top of my head, right, that, that flow from that, from violence in the streets uh, to chaotic, paralyzed government, a constitutional crisis. We should pay attention when Roger Stone, clown and criminal though he may be, communicating to Donald Trump through the television, which is how you communicate to Donald Trump about seizing absolute power in the country. So Florida, right? Florida makes it very hard if Biden wins decisively there for Trump to make the illegitimacy claim because it means he's going to lose big all over the country. And it could be an early night. Nobody wants to see this election go on for weeks and, and months. So when you look at Florida right now, Trump is overperforming with Hispanic voters. And he is underperforming at a historical level with senior voters. And so Mike Bloomberg's going to spend $100 million in Florida. I think Donald Trump's in a lot of trouble there. If the election were tomorrow, he would lose. But Republican state, Republican governor, the COVID crisis has been a disaster there. The governor's idiocy has rivaled Trump's. But... Um, it will it will be a it will be a state that bears watching. Um, and if Biden wins it, it's all over early on election night. Why are Hispanics still trending towards Donald Trump in Florida? You have a lot of um, Cuban population, obviously, but also Venezuelan, uh, South American that is triggered by the socialism message, which hasn't been rebutted effectively by the Democrats or the Biden campaign, you know, in the, in the state. Now, the, the way to go after those voters, I, I think, is on a corruption message, right? You know, they didn't necessarily leave their countries to come to America because of the politics of the government, whether it was you know, right of center Colombia, um, socialist Venezuela, communist Cuba. What, why they left was because of the corruption that's just endemic to all of those systems. And, you know, the ability to focus on Trump's corruption and, you know, that they see that quality coming to American life, right, would, would be an effective message there. Who else is this socialism message resonating with that has not been effectively rebutted by the Biden administration, that somehow a Biden presidency would be co-opted by the extreme left? I think that there's a, a, a broad, a deep, an extremely sophisticated, multi-layered propaganda uh, network um, that includes Fox News, includes talk radio, includes Facebook chat sites includes OAN and Alex Jones. And if you, if you listen to the, to the accumulation of it all, um, you think America's cities are burning right now, that New York City um, looks like something from Escape from New York, the movie in the late 19, 1970s, that, that America's cities are burning, that chaos is at hand, that um, socialism, Antifa, all of these things are about to descend upon America. And, and there, is, there is a far too large number, you know, that, that buys into it. I mean, look, we're, we're going to see our first members of Congress who are QAnon conspiracy theorists. 
right? This is, this is a conspiracy theory built around the fact that much of the governing class of the country are cannibalistic pedophiles, and Donald Trump is working secretly with the military to break up the ring. And it's a global phenomenon. Is the genie out of the bottle, Steve, when it comes to that kind of false information getting perpetuated by all these people that you cited? It might be. Look, you have, you have in Oregon, you have reports of right-wing militias setting up roadside checkpoints and just had to be rebuked by the sheriff's office. You, you see these, camof- these, these uh, Hawaiian shirt-clad boogaloo boys, right, storming state capitals. We, the, the reality is, is that all of that is a minority of the country. And I wish those people well. I do. I wish them no harm. But we can't be ruled over by them. Is, is, what the, is what the point is. is the, the country has been pitched into a unbelievably precipitous decline over a, over a short period of time. And it's being propelled by all of the pathogens that I just described. The, the combination of unreasonableness, outright insanity, opting out of out of reality opting out of opting out you know and it's 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 bad let's talk about another key demographic group that each candidate is fighting for we're talking about white suburban women now trump won white women in 2016 against hillary clinton by nine percent he's having a lot of trouble now with white women Explain that. Well, what white suburban women, the, the issue more than any other issue that, that has peeled them off of him is his embrace of all of the racial animus. And going back to George Floyd, to the embrace of the Confederate flag, that that demographic in this country is just repelled by it. And so... He is in a lot of trouble in the in the suburbs, and everybody is affected by by COVID. You know, I don't I don't say lightly that the American way of of life has ended, right? But it, but it has, right? Like, I mean, you can't go and be with a parent in an end of life decision. The grandparents can't go to see the birth of their grandkids, weddings, birthdays bar mitzvahs, communions, tailgates, football, and the list goes on all over. And and none of it, none of it had to be. More with political strategist and Lincoln Project co-founder Steve Schmidt right after this. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. 
I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Let's talk about the law and order message that is the old chestnut that Republicans often return, return to in campaigns. The Trump administration is using it. It's not very effective, or is it? Well, it's, it, has not been, it has not been effective, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have the, the potential to be in, in certain places. That, that message is aimed, if you want to break it down demographically, at non-college educated white male voters, particularly in the Rust Belt states. But each time he delivers that message, he hurts himself with college educated suburban women voters, particularly in the, in, in the Sun Belt states, right? In Florida and Arizona. So he's in a death spiral, so to speak, because the message they've decided to communicate, the fear-based message on the crime is pulling share from them with one demographic, you know, with slight to marginal gains in, a, in another. But you look, if it is, it is jarring to watch some primetime Fox News, right? The, the depiction of what's happening in the, in the, in the country is this dystopian hellscape positioning Trump as the defender of Western civilization. Um, it's remarkable. It doesn't appear to be persuading people, um, but you know, for, that, for that Trump base, you know, does it maintain their intensity? Sure it does. Um, you know, has Trump effectively been able to use these issues to distract from having to answer questions about COVID? He absolutely has. Um, and, but that's what it's about, right? It's about, it's about a failure. It's literally the greatest failure in American history, COVID. And he wants to do anything he can to try to make the race about something else. And, and here's the reality of the of the 2016 election. The, the person who was losing that race was the person that the race was about. And for 99% of the race, Donald Trump was losing because it was about him. And James Comey made it about Hillary Clinton in the last week, and Donald Trump won by 78,000 votes across three states. He's going to try to do everything he can to make the race about something other than what it is about. And what it's about is the biggest failure in American history sitting behind the Resolute Desk. You believe the Democrats have not been effective enough in refuting the socialism argument. What about the law and order argument, Steve? Have the Democrats been strong enough saying that most of the protests have been peaceful, but they do not tolerate some of the, the crime. Now, that I think the stakes are so enormously high in this election. So enormously high. Um, I, I think the country is on the line. And so therefore, anything that abets Trump's campaign is a bad thing. And so when you look at the civil rights leaders of the 1960s, John Lewis, Martin Luther King, they were two things and we only remember the one or talk about the one, right? They were profoundly important moral figures. They imbued this movement with justice and righteousness and it was fueled by the morality of nonviolence. 
And what, what, it, what it proved is the dignity of the movement and the justice right that it was that it was striving that it was striving to achieve the second part is they were really smart political strategists they were really smart they moved public opinion to their side so like let's look at portland right here's an idea get away from the federal courthouse deny oxygen to the federal stormtroopers unbadged masked no IDs. Be smart in the tactics. There, there, there should be no tolerance for looting, for disorder, for violence in cities. And you see, the mayor of Portland is every bit the incompetent, right, that the mayor of New York is, that the governor of Florida is. Right, we've seen some profoundly incompetent political leadership, most of it in the Republican Party, but some of it in the Democratic Party. And Democratic leaders should absolutely make clear, right, that the burning and looting of a city for any is intolerable. Intolerable. Let's talk about blue collar voters. Mm -hmm. this, listen to this quote by a 30 year old electrician in Ohio from an article in The Economist, quote, he's done a great job, he's got everyone back to work, I'm pretty much 100% for him. Another pipe fitter added, he shoots his mouth off, but at least that shows he's honest. What's your reaction to those statements? Um, I think the Democratic Party has a, has a cultural problem, I was asked, at a dinner with a lot of Democrats to what would, what would my advice be for this, for this election? And, and that I, I answered it like this. I said, imagine that there's a building going up in New York city, though there's a rural example for this also. And that building is 80 stories high and there's hundreds of people working on it. First democratic candidate for president walks by the building and they just don't notice anyone there. Like the people that are working on it are just invisible to them. Um, they would fall into the category of what FDR talked about as the invisible man, the forgotten man. The second Democratic candidate walks by the site and sees the men and women working on it, sees tattoos, sees cigarette smoking, and sees deplorables. It says none of these people will be out in East Hampton this summer, thank God. Um, just doesn't care for them. Third candidate walks by that building site, and what they see is the dignity of labor. What they, what they see are people doing hard jobs, dangerous jobs, necessary jobs, doing things, whether it's wiring and welding 800 feet in the air that they couldn't do themselves in a million years. I mean, that's the Democratic Party that Harry Truman and John Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy and, and Bill Clinton would have would have recognized right and and there is a there is elitism right and condescension right that flows from the elites of this country towards the working class people in this country in the eyes of a lot of working class people and one of the vessels one of the institutions right that that does that to them are the democratic party's politicians you know when people are blase about manufacturing jobs all of these things, you know, Trump speaks in a language um, that resonates with, with some of them. During the campaign in 2016, Donald Trump said he could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue and his supporters would still support him. In many ways, that's a very true statement, isn't it? Look, 33, 34, 35% of the country, wherever, wherever you want to peg the number, no problem. I mean, you, you have, I mean, Trump's demagoguery is spectacular, but the trend line existed before, before Trump. And in an election has, has become a type of war, a type of battle where the vote right, is, is cast for a lot of people in this country to inflict harm on their other enemy tribe.
And that's what it is. Now, you look at some of the cultural stuff. I mean, look, we know when Trump goes out and, you know, says stand up for the flag, you know, and embraces the cops and the, and the firemen in the way that he does. Now, all of it is demagogic in the extreme, right? Because he is depicting this civil war, literally, in the country where the cities are burning, where he's shown such hostility to the democratic cities, the democratic states. And you know, there, there's a market for it. And you know, no, one should, no one should be naive about how that market came to be. I mean, you know, look, we got, there's a multi-billion dollar industry in this country that exists to piss people off and to turn them against each other. That's- Let me ask you about the impact on Bob Woodward's book, Jeffrey Goldberg's article in The Atlantic about calling people who served in the military suckers and losers. Michael Cohen's book, Mary Trump's book, there's a whole industry of people who are, who are coming out and speaking out against President Trump. Will those things move the needle at all? Or will they make his supporters dig their heels in even more? There are small slices of undecided voters and there are Republican voters who know how badly he's failed, that, that have to make a decision to vote for Joe Biden, right? That they are, and we, we know this on our targeting and our, in our research. So when, so the military is the most respected institution in the country. Do I think that will hurt him? I think that that will hurt him. I think, that people know, number one, that he said it. It sounds like the type of thing Trump would say. He's basically said that type of stuff publicly before. It's a perfect enunciation of the Trumpian philosophy. So yeah, and I think it's a, I think it's a disgrace, right? And I, I do think that hurts him. Um, the, all of it, Right. There's been some criticism of, of Bob Woodward about how could you have this and not let the country know. Look, I mean, some journalists report on television, some write for magazines, some write for monthly magazines, and some write books. And, and what's the argument, right? That it wasn't obvious that Donald Trump was lying, that he was delusional, that in fact, the snake oil cures and the advice to inject Lysol were probably not good ones. Right? There, there's nothing that we didn't already know, right, that, that Woodward has revealed. But for, right, the, the only open question was, was it the case that Trump just wouldn't absorb information? Or was it, as we now know, he did absorb the information. He, he knew. It's the, it's the greatest misjudgment, malfeasance, literally in the history of the country. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing even close. There's nothing even close. Stay tuned for more of my conversation with Lincoln Project co-founder, Steve Schmidt. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. Nerd Wallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So, what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? 
Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important days. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Steve, much of this election will really depend on turnout. We saw the highest historic turnout levels for the 2018 midterms. Are people sufficiently fired up, in your view, to actually go out and vote or send in their mail-in ballots? Um, you look, I, I think all of the polling shows that there's a lot of intensity in the race on, you know, on, on both sides. Uh, I, I think that, you know, Trump's hardcore supporters, um, will be excited to vote for him. And I think that there's incredible intensity around the, the, the attitudes of people who want him out, who want him removed from power. Um. Now, I, I think like one thing that's, that's just up in the air, you know, you look at some of the poll numbers and you look, you know, Republicans rely on mail-in voting, right? And Trump has turned off millions of people to mail-in voting while the parties are spending tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars, the Republican Party included, trying to get people to do mail-in voting. So I don't know what that looks like, right? I don't know what the impact of that is. When you, when you look at like states for like right now, you see Democratic advantages on mail-in uh, mail balloting returns, absentee ballot requests that are just in the numbers are staggered. So what does the COVID election look like? I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I think everybody should take seriously, um, you know, the ability of sympathetic Trump governors, secretaries of state, you know, in Trump's name to interfere on Election Day all over the country. I, I think this could be a very chaotic election. Fareed Zakaria was saying the other day that there's a real divide that exists between Democrats and Republicans, that Republicans are going to go more likely than not in-person voting, Democrats mail-in ballots. So on election night, it could appear that Donald Trump has won because the mail-in ballots had yet have yet to be counted. That is a scenario that could that could happen. And it's not a great scenario. Why? Uh, well, because Trump will claim and has signaled that he'll claim that that these mail-in ballots are fraudulent and that as his lead evaporates, that result is thus illegitimate. And you, if you really want to stay up at night quaking in fear about American democracy, read up on how much license electors have under the Constitution to do as they will, as, as the Electoral College gets ready to meet. Um, we, we, have, we have had in this country peaceful transitions of power since 1797. It's never been in question, right? Um, George III asked what Washington would do. And, and when he was told that Washington intended to go home to Virginia, in retirement and to give up power, George III said that that will make him the greatest man of this age. This is the most fundamentally American aspect of our democracy, is that no person is above the system. And so you have for the first time 
someone who is lighting a fire around the idea of the legitimacy of an election for president of the United States in the United States of America. It's astonishing. And and that and that no one that no one in the Republican Party takes to the floor of the Senate and House and condemns this, it's outrage. How does it look for both Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, uh, who have been stalwart supporters of the president? They're both up for re-election. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, Mitch McConnell is likely to win. You know, Amy McGrath is a is a good candidate on paper, but just has not has not caught on out there um, against McConnell. Lindsey Graham is, is in trouble in South Carolina. Um, you know, he is in a two point race, but under under 50 percent. Um, I think that Jamie Harrison could beat Lindsey Graham. Um, you know, I, I think that Lindsey is so vulnerable on the the character questions the the just it's his conduct is disgraceful and you know and and egregiously so and like at a at a olympic gold medal level and there's there's a lot of competition you know in the disgrace olympics right that surrounds that surrounds the donald trump era but i think republicans are on track to lose the majority um in the senate and you'll see losses in the House races. And the reality is, is the party, from the total number of seats, state legislatures, everything else, has been decimated in the Trump era. And it's important to remember, this is a redistricting year. So bad Republican year is going to have implications for Republicans for the next, you know, for the next 10 years. But I, but I think like one thing that people really don't understand so much is that, you know, what happens when Republicans lose and they lose and they lose power, right? And People say, well, Trump will be gone and right, things will start, snap back to normal. That's not what's going to happen. When, when a, a political party is not a consumer product, right? It's not like you have a new cola beverage and say, God, that sucked. No one likes it, right? So we'll, we'll get rid of that and put a new one out. And political parties are almost like astronomical objects, like a, like a star collapsing. As the star collapses, it shrinks. As it shrinks, it gets more dense. As it gets more dense, it gets hotter, right? So the Republican Party is shrinking, right? As it loses power and Trump isn't going to go away, Trumpism will be here to stay. You'll have a very early start to the next presidential campaign cycle right away, right, in, 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 20, in 2020. And the party's just going to get crazier. It will get crazier. And, and it will be led by the presidential candidates and by the media figures, right, who will have the most power because they'll be out of power in the government. And um, we're, 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 in for, we're in for years and years and years of, uh, of an extremism in our, in our politics fomented by what will be the remnant of of Trump's support basis as it as it becomes whatever it's going to become in these next years. Can you be a little more? Spe- I mean, you're kind of talking theoretically. Can you kind of give me examples? So you're saying that Fox News, Trump. I mean, give me give me examples so people can really understand what you're saying. Well, you know, the most important figure in the Republican Party, right? If the Senate loses its majority, Trump loses the White House. Is going to be Tucker Carlson. Right. It will be it will be Tucker Carlson. It will be Laura Ingram. It will be Mark Levin. Right. They, they will be the leaders. Right. Because they have media platforms. Right. Of this noxious movement. Tom Cotton, Nikki Haley, uh, the governor of South Dakota uh, will all be will all be candidates. Mike Pence will will be a candidate. Um, and and the market. The fight. Is going to be over, right? Who is the biggest Trumpist in the in the race? Who carries on the legacy? And and that legacy, 
right, will be built on the illusion that the election was stolen, right? So that there will be a mythology, right, that exists around the start of the next election about the stolen election, that, that Trump is the leader. I mean, Trump, Trump's not going to do what George W. Bush and Barack Obama did, right? He will, he will be ever present in, in American life. He's not, he's not going gently into any, any retirement. And so, you know, all of this stuff that, that's out there now, right, that's been encouraged, the, all these white supremacist and white nationalist groups, all of the racial animus, the demo, it's, it's all stripped air. I mean, it's just plainly evident to see. Right? That there's, a, there's a movement in this country, there's a political party in this country, one of them, doesn't, doesn't exist to make the union more perfect anymore, doesn't exist to advance policies under an intellectual framework. It exists to be obedient and loyal to Trump. That's and what the platform is. And what will become of Donald Trump himself if, in fact, he's defeated? I, I, don't, I, I, have, I have no idea. I, you know, he may be prosecuted. Um, in various jurisdictions, if you read accounts of the investigations that are underway from tax fraud to charitable fraud, right, to, to what have you. But, but he, will, he will be the leader of a faction that's about 35% of the, of the country. Um, and he will, he will be a huge figure. In the, in the politics and the life of the nation. He'll be a destabilizing, a de destabilizing force. Um, he, may, he may well decide to set up his own Trump media network. Who knows? Um, but, but, but he's not going anywhere. That's for sure. Is there a chance that the Republican Party will reconstitute itself with people whose ideology is more closely aligned with, say, yours or yours was? You can't have a modern political party, I don't believe, any longer and accommodate within that coalition people like me with people like Mike Pence who believe if you have a gay teenager, what you should do is take them, torture them, and pray away the gay. I think it's immoral. It's wrong. On, on issue after issue, the racial animus that we've seen unleashed, the, it can't, there's no compromise. Those, those elements have to, have to go, have to, be, have to be defeated, have to be put back underground. What, it's a political party that's not committed to American democracy. Should, where is the outrage over with Donald Trump, the, the commander in chief of the American military, what he said about the men and women, some of whom right now are in harm's way? Or Where is the outrage? Or people who died. Right, absolutely. Like, like Susan Collins. Corey Gardner, all of these people. So let me understand this. They, they all knew how deadly COVID was. And it's clear now, they all knew that Trump knew how deadly it was. And yet, they watched him go out day after day after day, lie to the American people, politicize common sense preventative measures like mask wearing. They watched this insanity play out for months as the death toll rose and rose and rose and they did nothing, nothing. What, why didn't one of them march down to the Oval Office and say, stop it, what are you doing? Why didn't one person on the White House staff, 100,000 people dying, say, what the fuck is going on here? Why? Nobody. Nobody. And then Susan Collins' premise 
of a re-election bid is give me six more years so I, I can ha watch your back. I'll fight for you. Oh my God. I mean, the, the, the collapse of this institution into a cesspool of just immorality, indecency, malice, but, but has also fundamentally become undemocratic. Trump assaults institutions, the rule of law, it's a threat to American liberty. And everybody should wake up to that. You know, it's like, what do you say to, to a Trump supporter, you know, in a, in a, somewhere in the, in the country? What I'd say is, wake up. Wake up. You think this man cares about you and your family? About the country? We listen to his words. Look at his actions. He's wrecked the country in four years. If I stood here on the day that he was elected, and I was pretty pessimistic, and I sat there and I told you that as we were coming into about two months out from the election, we'd have 200,000 dead people, shattered economy, American way of life, basically done. Americans can't leave the country. You would have you been... You would have looked at me and thought I should be locked up. I mean, the, 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 the performance here is, is so far out of bounds of anything that we've ever seen in the entire scope of history of this country. It's never been an act of incompetence that, that's even remotely close to, to what Donald Trump has done. Not even remotely close. Is there any scenario, Steve, where you could see Donald Trump getting reelected? Sure. Look, I, we're living in the middle of, of historic and momentous events. And some of those events have not played out yet before the, before the election. Right now, it looks like Donald Trump's going to be defeated. Uh, that's the trajectory of the, of the election. But could that change? Um, it could. I think these debates are going to be monumentally important. And, you know, Joe Biden's going to have to make the case. He has to take the presidency from Trump. Yeah. He has to lead a broad coalition of people in this country. And he has to communicate that we can do better than this. That this is, that this is an outrageous and outlandish situation that our country is in. Do you have faith that Joe Biden is strong enough to do that? I do. I've been really encouraged by his performance over the last couple of weeks. I, I, think, I think he is genuinely outraged and offended, first over Trump's desecrations of his duty with regard to the military, but also with regard to what we're going to hear on all of these Woodward tapes uh, as they're as they're released, and we get to all the revelations, and and I think that what he, and I think that Joe Biden understands from his comments in the last couple of weeks that he has to confront Trump's vile character and the lethality of his incompetence in unsparing terms in unsparing terms. And finally, what do you see unfolding on November 3rd? Um, Just from a strategist's point of view and from a turnout and votes being counted, et cetera. You know, sometime in early October, four years ago, I said it looked like Hillary Clinton was on track to get 400 electoral votes, and she was. Um, I, I think... If, if there was one scenario right now that, you know, I think is the most likely scenario, I think it's that Joe Biden will have a decisive victory on election night. And that a lot of the scenarios that are the worst case scenarios are not going to play out, but they have to be prepared for. And, and we have to consider the unthinkable when it comes to Donald Trump. Right, questions about the legitimacy of the election are profoundly important. I mean, 
our our democratic our democratic history is not an entitlement to a democratic future. It's not. It's not. I mean, this is, this goes to the heart of the idea of the country. We pick the leaders. Government works for us. We tell the government what to do. Government of the people, by the people, for the people. The right to vote, right, which has been expanded, that franchise, over the course of our history, to everybody. This is, this is, this is on the line. And when, it, when a president says the things that he says, he should be taken at his word. You don't think it's the possibility that he will claim victory on election night because mail-in ballots, the majority of which will be then in Democratic voters, won't have been counted? I, I know for sure that he will look out for himself and not the country. I don't I don't. Is it possible that acting Deputy Secretary Chad Wolf on a report of voter fraud deploys Homeland Security agents to seize ballot boxes? I think that's possible. Do do I think that there are 100,000 federal forces around polling booths? With long guns, I think that's possible. I, I, do, I, do I think that Donald Trump would try to cheat? Absolutely. Would he try to steal the election? A hundred percent. Will he do everything he can to cause as much chaos as a hedge against a defeat? Will he acknowledge the will of the voters? He will not. Will he do what Richard Nixon did in 1960 when he could have challenged John Kennedy's victory? He will not. Will he do what Al Gore did when Al Gore told his team not to attack the Supreme Court? He will not. And so this, this election is between two very different men. Only one of them believes in the democratic institutions and history of the, of the country. It's important to understand. That does it for my conversation with Steve Schmidt, who is the co-founder of The Lincoln Project. And one thing is for sure, He is very passionate and is very worried about the future of our country. I hope you enjoyed this episode, if you can enjoy an episode like this of Next Question. And I look forward to sharing our new podcast series beginning October 1st called Turnout, all about voting in America. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Katie Couric. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartRadio and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are Katie Couric, Courtney Litz, and Tyler Klang. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen. Our show producer is Bethann Macaluso. The associate producers are Emily Pinto and Derek Clements. Editing by Derek Clements, Dylan Fagan, and Lowell Berlanti. Mixing by Dylan Fagan. Our researcher is Gabriel Luzer. For more information on today's episode, go to katiecouric.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at katiecouric. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. 
time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.